This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you eat pistachios the wrong way? Do you make small talk awkward? Do you correct others? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things I can make. Everybody, it's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And we're in New York today, and let's just get right down to it. Let's get in it. So for our moose bouche today. A moose bouche. Leah, there is a bowl of something in front of you. Please, for our listeners, describe what you see. I see two lovely little glass bowls. Uh-huh. And in one glass bowl, mm-hmm. the glass bowl further from me, mm-hmm. there are pistachios. Okay. Leah, what is the correct way to eat a pistachio? With my mouth. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go like this. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go like this. She's grabbing a pistachio. She broke it apart. I broke it apart. I'm okay. going to eat the... She, she put it in her mouth. The She's... non-shell part. Okay. That's. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and then I'm putting the shells into the... A little bowl. The leftover bowl. So this is a trick question. There is no correct way to eat a pistachio. Oh, no. <laughs> well, at least according to Miss Manners. Miss Manners. So Miss Manners, who, you know, I reference a lot because she's uh, my etiquette guru, I think. Okay. I'm most aligned with her and her attitude. And so um, her... <laughs> I'm clearly most aligned with the wolves. <laughs> well, that's uh, why we're different. <laughs> so she wrote a book called The Guide to Excruciatingly Correct Behavior. <laughs> and at the back of this book is this wonderful section, which she calls Answers to Questions Nobody Asked. And it's this long. <laughs> list of just random things about topics that no one asked her about, but that she wants you to know about. And so she says, quote, there is no known correct way to eat pistachio nuts. Nevertheless, they're delicious. The pistachio nut must therefore be nature's way of teaching us self-control. If so, it doesn't work. Wow. She's into pistachio nuts. Yeah. And I did go back further in time. And so Emily Post does weigh in on the idea of nuts in general. And so she says that, quote, unshelled nuts have no place at a formal lunch or dinner party. So I guess you just shouldn't have them at all if it's formal. But if you're going to eat them, there's no right or wrong way to do it. (laughs) 
Can you imagine me meeting Emily Post and her saying that in my, I wouldn't even be able to maintain a straight face. Um, I would love that. <laughs> you know, when you talk about like, oh, who would you want to have dinner with? I would want to watch you guys have dinner. I would be like, I would be like are we even that worked up about nuts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the least of what she gets worked up about. But that does not mean that this is lawless. So you cannot take the shells and throw them on the ground. You can't no. throw them at your other diners. And don't spit the shells out. You can't spit the shells which out. Which I've seen many times. Yeah, so don't do that. So I think the same rules apply for like pitted olives. You would want to take the shell and you put it in a separate bowl. The pit. The pit or the shell. So we want to decant it into something else. And if you're hosting and you're serving pistachios, I think it's nice, as I've done, to offer two bowls. One for the whole pistachios and then one for the shells. So, yes, that's it. That's your moose for today. It was lovely and it was tasty. And we're back and now it's time to go deep. So deep. So for today's deep dive today, we got a great question from you guys on the topic of small talk. And I thought it was so kind of interesting that we're going to make it our question of etiquette today. Fantastic. So the question is, quote, I recognize the importance of polite chit chat, but I'm still not very good at it. While avoiding the stilted pseudo job interview speak or the earnest freshman year icebreaker questions, what tips do you have for small talk? And so I thought this was so interesting. I wrote this person back and I wanted some follow-up. I loved your follow-up email. So I wanted to know what being good at small talk means to her. Like what is her idea of good small talk? And then I also wanted to know like what was happening with her small talk that made her feel like she wasn't good at it. Which I th these are great questions. Because it's like you might just be feeling this way, but it's actually not definitively bad. Right. So I kind of just wanted to separate it out. So she said that when she's encountered excellent small talkers, she always felt so charmed that they left folks feeling heard and seen and more at ease. And she remarked that there was no awkward gaps in the conversation. The conversation doesn't drag or get dull or get cut off too soon. And that there seems to be like a nice exchange and back and forth between everybody involved. So that was kind of her idea of what nice small talk was. And then what she felt was happening with her own small talk was that she felt bored or she felt like she was boring other people. And she felt like sometimes she was grilling. She was feeling like she didn't want to ask questions in such a way that it actually felt like it was prying. So she let the pendulum swing too far the other way and then actually just wouldn't ask much of anything. And then she just felt self-conscious. She was worried about maybe talking too much or coming across as aloof or cagey. So this was kind of how she was feeling about it. So I thought this was very interesting. I think it's very interesting. So I guess first, let's just define what is small talk. Yes. And I guess for me, it's sort of polite Light conversation about non-controversial topics. Like at a party. Like at a cocktail party or at a dinner party, at an art gallery opening. Just like light. So it's not a date. It's not hanging out with friends. It's just sort of this light, innocuous conversation. So that's small talk. Yes. So for me, I think the goal for small talk is to find common ground as quickly as possible. I think that's my goal always when I'm going in there. And I think of it like being a janitor with a huge ring of keys on my waist belt. Mm. And in small talk, when I'm talking to you, I just want to figure out what is the key that I have that will unlock the conversation with you. So I'm just searching for clues in what you've said or what you're wearing or something about our environment that may unlock the conversation for you. So if you say that you're a computer programmer, great, let's talk about HTML. If you say that you love archery, like, oh, I love Bhutan and their archery team. Or if it's about typefaces, like, oh gosh, the kerning in Comic Sans. Whatever it is, 
whatever you mention, like I got something for you, like let's talk about it. And so I just need from you the key that will unlock our conversation. And that's kind of how I think about it. And so once you give that to me, like I'm good, I got something in my Rolodex for you. So I think that's one way to think about it. So the first thing to think about then is just being observant. Like small talk is really about listening, just listening for those clues because people will give them to you. And so if you are just totally out of options, the one thing we always have in common is where we are. We are in the same place. We are standing in the same room. So where are we? Why are we here? What brought us here? Have we been here before? Who do we know here? Who do we know here? So start there. That avoids questions about like, oh, how's the weather? And it just establishes rapport because chances are you're both there for some similar reason. Right. So it's a work cocktail party. It's a wedding. It's an art thing. It's whatever it is. So I would always start there. I also think that if you feel unconfident about Mm -hmm. which I struggle with small talk. Really? Yeah. I, I find that hard to believe. I really do. How is that possible? I get very anxious about it. I often want to stay on the side. It's really something I've worked on. So what happens for you when you are at a cocktail party? Well, I don't go. You just uh, won't go. I have to go. I, I now go to try to go to more social events. And so I've specifically worked on things. Okay. One of them is I have a very intense listening face. Um, True. So I've worked on when I'm doing small talk, I think of it as, like you said, it's a skill set. Yeah. I actually remember this. It's a quote ish. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the takeaway from the book by Gavin DeBecker, which was called The Gift of Fear. Mm. And he was talking about how people are nice. Being charming is a skill. Oh. So if, that, if a person charmed you, which is the word, that's yes. something they worked on. Yes. I mean, that you could be better at it than other people. Mm-hmm. So I specifically work on maintaining not my natural listening face, which seems to put people <laughs> off. I smile and I often just like to listen. But I like you said, I try to ask questions if I if I can't immediately see what know something about somebody that they would be doing or interested in. Mm-hmm. I immediately try to, as you said, speak to the event. Yes. How do they know the person? You know, something that we can talk about that could get us running. Right. And this person said they really enjoy people. They think people are interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you feel insecure that it's you, I would say focus on your enjoyment of other people. Yes. That way you don't have to focus on feeling like you're doing it badly. Yes. And I will say... I have encountered many people in small talk where they are awkward with it or they're shy and all that. And it makes my job much harder. And I would much rather you not give me one word answers. Like you will make the situation so much more comfortable for all of us if you just participate a little. Like I'll pick up the slack. Like I'll I'll do that. But I need you to give me a little. So that I think is uh, something for other people who feel like they're not good at this to note is like you are actually making this much harder on all of us if you do shut down. And if you can just sort of suck it up and pretend for like a hot second that this is not awkward for you, you will actually make it less awkward in reality. And then I think then you will actually feel comfortable for real. Yeah, you like you can go home and be like, I did a good job. Yeah. Sometimes. And you'll actually have a nice time, I think. Yeah, I'll be like, you don't have to, because I've been, this is a skill I've really been working on. Mm. I'll say you don't have to, I'll give myself an amount of time. So I don't feel like I just have to do the whole thing because that just seems sort of unmanageable to me. You, you know mean like I mean? a time at a party? Yeah, like I'll be like, you just have to go in, talk to three new people, you know what I mean? Say so how to, you know, and then you can bounce, you know what I mean? So I don't feel like it's overwhelming the amount of, 
conversating, small talking I'm going to have to do. I just set small goals to slowly get better at it. Yes. And I've also given myself permission. I am a dork. I'm probably going to say something silly. But if you're smiling and listening and not being rude to people, people don't care. Oh, yeah. No, it's light. Yes. I mean, and also in small talk, it is important if somebody does say something controversial, just you kind of just gloss right over it. I mean, like I have things I love and they're whatever topics, but people do still movies. Movies. Okay. Music. Like if you just saw something that really you really liked, you could just share that and then see if somebody recently saw something they liked or. Yes. I mean, in general, when I'm trying to unlock your door with my keys, I just want to know what you're interested in. Yeah. Like just give me a topic area. Chicago sports teams. Okay, fine. Um, I'll also, sometimes people really be into something like you mentioned, you know, that font that you said and the archery. I know Comic Sans, but I mean, if we went past like your basic, I have no idea. I'm happy to say to people, oh, I don't know what that is. Tell Tell me me about about it. it. Yes. People love talking about themselves. I used to feel like I had to know stuff. You don't have to know stuff. You don't need to know anything. Just tell people, I'd love to hear about it. Let a girl know. And then you're in it. And actually, people do make fun of me because- Some people think, and it is probably true, that I am only interested in learning things for the express purpose of whipping it out at a cocktail party. (laughs) My knowledge is so shallow, but is so broad. I know just enough to be dangerous about a remarkably (laughs) wide variety of topics that at any cocktail party with any person, I will have something that I can chime in with. Oh, the 1998 amalgamation of Toronto? Let's talk about it. You know, like I'll just whip out. And then I'll be like, Toronto, I went there once. Great. <laughs> CN Tower. Loved it. Hydro Bills. Much music. Electric Circus. Much music. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so like I, I know just enough to like have a rapport. And at the end of the day, you just want to develop rapport. That's all we're doing. And you do not necessarily have to feel like you need to divulge deep secrets or even deep opinions. Like we're keeping it light. This is the artifice. This is superficial. Don't go deep. No need. I have trouble not going deep. <laughs> and I think for small talk, I don't think you want to go deep. No, I know. That's why I'm always just like, do to do do is great. <laughs> and I think at the end of the day, if you are feeling like you just can't contribute, that's okay. I am happy to fill the dead air, but then just pretend like you're enjoying yourself. Cause like I've got lots of good anecdotes, but I don't want to bore my audience. So if I tell an anecdote and I'm clearly boring you, I'm going to want to switch gears. Right. So I need a little feedback, even if you're just standing there. And I think our letter writer said she had a fear of grilling people. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, but I do think sometimes you can notice when people don't want to talk about certain subjects, bounce, bounce from that subject. Yes, Um, but I think if you're keeping it light and superficial, you probably aren't going to get to that most likely. Like if you're just talking about favorite foods, recent vacations, why are we at the sales conference? You're probably not going to get too deep. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, where's your family? And then, da, da, da. and then some people don't want to talk about that stuff. And that's could be considered light conversation. Okay. Yeah. If you're on no so Malone about the, it. Read the room. Yes. And if people seem to not want to talk about anything personal about themselves. Move on. Bring it to a, did they see love is blind? And then our letter writer also mentioned that she didn't want to talk about herself too much. And I would almost guarantee that's not possible. Yeah. I don't think that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I think as a very good exercise, it is worthwhile Talking for one minute. Time yourself and tell a story for one minute and see how long that feels in your core. It's going to feel a lot longer than you think it is. Yeah. And the chances that you will ever hit that at a cocktail party is so inconceivable. You're never going to need to worry about this. So I think try that experiment for yourself and just feel how long that is and then don't worry about it. Yeah. 
I, I'm sure this person is not talking about themselves. Very, very sure that that's probably not happening. I also think something you said earlier about listening to the person you said to yes. find your key. I think some people get so anxious about doing small talk correctly that their listening gets shut down mm. and they jump in with things yes. because they're anxious. But a thing that could make you less anxious is just to listen. Yes. And then I think the response has become more natural. Yes. I think saying in the moment is really nice. Instead of thinking, oh, what should I be saying? Just listen to what the person's telling you. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, when I think back to all the cocktail parties I've been to, I could not actually really tell you about any conversation I had with anybody. It all just disappears. No one remembers these conversations. So don't worry about it. Like, really, don't worry about it. It is so ephemeral that uh, it doesn't matter. So just enjoy the moment. Just put that smile on your face. Put a smile on your because face. Because TED Talks tells us that what we do on the outside of our body goes back into our brains and then our body thinks that we are happy and confident. So there you go. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So on your recommendation, Leah, I started watching Happy Valley. Yes. And now you see how the title is ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also so much is going on in this town. So much is going on. We already, we start at a 10 and then we keep going up. But I will say the lead, she is so good. She's unbelievable. Why are they better actors over there? She is incredible. Yeah, and just, yeah, the way the storytelling is done and the way it's shot, like, oh, it I, it, it got me. It got me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. so glad. I knew you would love it. I was like, this is great storytelling, great acting. Also, I sweat. I break a full sweat in that show. So you out there, check that out and check out all the stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for you. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I am loving getting to pick my Books of the Months. Is that the appropriate way to pluralize it? I'm loving getting my Books of the Month, but for multiple months now. So Books of the Months. Yeah. Oh, it's so easy to order. It's super convenient. Their selection is wonderful. And this month I picked The Ministry of Time, which sounds wild. It is about a civil servant who's helping to manage some government program where time travelers from other eras like come to help with something. And then they apparently fall in love. What? So like this guy from the 1800s is like, what's Spotify? And then like, you know, love happens. So I cannot wait to receive this. (laughs) You know, love happens. And you out there, you're going (laughs) to love Book of the Month. So you can get your first book for just $5 with code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS to get your first book for just $5. And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from the wilderness. I can't even howl at this one. It's just... (laughs) So this came from my friend, John, here in New York, who I know, and he sent me a message, I think probably through Facebook Messenger. And so this was sort of, I didn't quite understand what this question was as it was unfolding. So the question was- I thought it was a completely different question for the first half of the sentence. And yeah. then the second half, I was like, I've never been in this situation. So you are basically at the gym and somebody has some toilet paper stuck to them. What do you do? And this means not on their foot. The question is not on their foot. So, yeah, it turns out we're not talking about on their foot. So then as my message exchange with John unfolds, it turns out that we're at the gym locker room. The person is naked and the toilet paper is sticking out of their rear end. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
So I was like, oh, that's not how I saw this unfolding. And so the question is, do you tell them? Um, and then John asks, if it were on their shoe, you know, I would definitely like make them aware. But this feels a little more intimate. It does seem intimate. The most I can, often women will put toilet paper on the toilet seat. Oh, like a seat cover kind yeah. of thing? Okay. And then it will get stuck in their pants because mm-hmm. they didn't notice a part of it when they pulled up and then it's hanging out the back of their. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I, that's not your foot. No. No. And there was toilet paper. Yeah. So that feels like a nice sort of similar situation. And I'll be like, oh, you have something. I always say, oh, you have something. Yes. We don't call out the actual noun. Yeah. You're, I'm, there. Oh, there's something. There's an object. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't. Well, what's different here is that we are in a gym and we're naked. We're naked. And I think the rules of the locker room is that you're never supposed to be looking at other people officially. I also don't want people talking to me when I'm naked. Yes, we do not care for conversation. I had this woman recently, I'm changing and I was halfway Mm -hmm. and she just saw me recognize and then started a conversation. So I am stuck. You didn't feel like you could kind of finish dressing? No, because I had to get, you know, I would have had to like move around. It was a full, I wanted to be like, can you not talk to me while I'm nude? Yeah. I mean, I guess a, hey, I guess that's fine. Right. I don't love that either. I would rather us just like not have any talking. I mean, I understand why people talk to each other when they're nude. It's just supposed to be our bodies, blah, 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 blah. But like, also you could just let me get dressed really quick. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to comment on somebody when they're naked. I feel like I'm not. Well, also it's one thing to go to the gym and we just had our racquetball and now we're showering and we're getting dressed and we're still friends and our lockers are next to each other and we're chatting about like brunch. Yeah, that's different. Different. This is a naked stranger with toilet paper on his butt. Yeah, when I was saying this lady came over and talked to me, this was almost a stranger. (laughs) If it was one of my friends. Slightly different. Totally different. I'd be like, hey, can you pass me my shirt? So do you say something or not? I feel like I actually wouldn't. I feel like- Because they're going to catch it. You think? Right, they should. They're going to have to put clothes on. And that should dislodge what's happening, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Because they're going to be so embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I guess once I realized I'd had toilet paper on me, I guess I would be like, oh, I hope no one noticed as I'm removing it. Right. But if if I said something to you, then you would 100% know that somebody noticed. Yeah. And then you could just, otherwise you could just live in a world pretending nobody noticed. Yeah. I guess because they were naked, you would let it go because they will catch it. Whereas if the person's already dressed, like in your woman bathroom example. Yeah. And it's hanging out the back. Let them know. Let them know because they may not actually catch it. Oh, you have a thing. Right. So, okay. I guess that's what we would do there. Yeah, let it go. Should I be more comfortable with a almost stranger talking to me when I'm naked? I don't know. Uh, no. I just don't see In why. In the United States, <laughs> I think, because there are places where like. Well, even when I went to school, you know, I went to school in Quebec and mm-hmm. my gym, we were all, you had to actually leave your clothes in one part of the, you know what I mean? And oh. we're, you were naked and that was, but it's not the same here. Yeah. I have been to gyms elsewhere in the world where like the naked rules are different. Yeah. And you just got to go with it. Yeah. But I think in the United States where we are focusing on this New York City-based question. (laughs) We also just don't talk to each other in New York City at all. (laughs) In general, yes. Except when it's elevators that I happen to be in. Oh, I was like, Nick would hate this elevator. People are on their cell phones. (laughs) Oh, nightmare. All right, so John, I think you just let it go. Hopefully this will never happen again. I can't imagine. I've never come across this. You know, it happens. So we're here for you. Our next question is, when you're on a cell phone and the call drops... Who is supposed to call back? 
What do you think? I think it's whoever's phone is responsible for the drop. Well, how do you know? Well, I know because I look at my phone and if I walked out of service area, then it was me. Well, but it's not always a service problem. It just says call failed. I think it's just whoever calls back. Yeah, I think it's whoever realizes the call has been dropped should just call back. Then there is that awkward thing like you realize it's been dropped and I realize and now we're calling each other and now I'm ringing and then I see you coming in on call waiting. What do you do? Right. You click over. I think you accept the incoming call and you don't drop your call just in case they did the same thing. Right. And then we reconnect. Yeah, I think that's good. Is there any other variation on this? No, I guess it's like if it's a formal call that you're slightly nervous about. Well, if it's a formal call, then you should reinitiate it. Okay. Yeah. Like if it's with a boss or a client. Right. So our next question is, quote, I'm studying the environment for my bachelor's. I'm learning that incorrect terminology is becoming commonplace in today's society, like using bug and insect interchangeably. Scientifically, bugs are actually a subset of insects. Is there a way to politely let someone know that they're using improper terms? No. (laughs) No. I wrote under this one. No. (laughs) And then underlined it? Uh, No, no. I felt... Like, if you were talking to me uh-huh. and I was like, bug, insects, you were like, you know, it's so funny. I'm studying this and bugs are this and insects are this. I'm the kind of person that would like, oh, that's so cool. But okay. if you bring it up in a way that's like, hey, you're using that wrong? No. No, but I love learning new stuff like that. Okay. That's an interesting angle on this. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. If it's a friendly Because it is interesting that bugs and insects aren't the same thing. Yes. No, that's an interesting distinction. Yes. I actually looked it up. Uh, it's how many body parts they have. Oh, it's they very parts, complicated. Two parts, what kind of mouth they have. It's like a tube thing. And or... Do they have skeletons on the outside, which is like an ant? Oh, okay. Exoskeletons? Ex- yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a whole world. All right. So- I guess talk about a small talk. We are could be off to the races. <laughs> so I guess I will stand by my original no. However, asterisk, I guess if it's done in a way that feels like part of an interesting, friendly, non-judgmental conversation, then okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you think your audience is interested in this distinction. Yeah, I think you gotta read the room on that one. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just correcting them and it's gonna make them feel like they're inferior and we're stupid. Yeah. Which we don't want to do. But if you talk to me, I would love to know. So, yes, they're different, Leah. (laughs) They're different. So these were good questions. So if you have questions for us about insects, bugs, send them to us through our website, wereraisedbywolves.com, or send us a voicemail, leave us a text message, slip into our DMs, and we'll be right back. Bug you later. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their washed linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. And now it's 
sign for an intermezzo. Intermezzo. So just a quick reminder that you can send in your questions to us. And you can send in your vents and repents. Oh, yes, please do. And you can send them to us through our website, wereraisedbywolves.com. And we also take DMs and text messages and voice memos. And P.S. Cordial of Kindness. So please send those in. We're ever so grateful. And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Vent or Repent! Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette thing that's happened to us recently, or we can repent for some bad etiquette thing we've done. So, Leah, would you like to vent or repent? I'm going to repent. All right. And it is specific to the deep dive today. Oh, okay. So our deep dive, as you'll recall from 10 minutes ago, was about small talk. All right. So this is very embarrassing, but I'm going to admit to it. Okay. So I've been working really hard on being better at small talk and social situations um, and just walking up to people and being Mm -hmm. friendly. And so I'm at this event and I'm in this volunteer organization and it has multiple arms. So I'm not in the New York one. I'm in the California one. Okay. I see this woman. I recognize her. I think this is it. You're going to just go walk up to people and you're going to say hi and it's going to be fine. And you're going to muddle through this conversation. And Uh the more you do this, the better you're going to get at it. And here we go. I'm a new woman. Okay. So I I, I put my smile on my face and I walk over and I say, hey, I think I recognize you from the New York. Great intro. Love that. How are you finding it here? And she was very cordial and smiley. And she's like, no. And I realized that she was a famous actress and I didn't know her in real life. And she was not a part of the New York. um, Okay. The New York arm. She was there as a speaker. And my first, this was my first attempt at being just walking up and smiling and introducing myself and trying to thing. And I, I failed so miserably. No, I don't think you did. No, this is not a fail. (laughs) I thought I knew somebody from another volunteer meeting and I knew them from television. Well, but this was still charming and you made small talk and you had a conversation. It was polite and light. Oh, that's doesn't mean it wasn't good small talk. (laughs) I mean, it was like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. She's like, it's okay. So you realized it in the conversation. Well, she was kind of like, no. And then I'm a famous person. (laughs) She didn't say that. And, you know, she was like, um, and we got there. And then she was like, it, you know, it happens. People make people from television into people. Yeah. Like, oh, did I go to high school with them? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's just because it was like my first really, you know. So are you now worried that every time you go up to someone at a cocktail party, they may actually be a famous celebrity? (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, that's the crossy bear. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny because I was really trying to do small talk. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so for next time, I'm going to make sure I know this person from where I think I know them from. But the small talk that you presented uh, had nothing to do with who the person was. No, but it was like, my intro. Well, but the, it's fine to have a wrong intro. It's all <laughs> about being charming. So if you were charming and it was light and it was fun and everyone smiled and everyone had a nice time and nothing felt awkward. Then I was great. just like, oh, coffee bar, got to go. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a very mild repent, and I think you only kind of half completed the assignment today, Leah. Okay, well, I wanted the person who wrote in about the small talk to see some situations. Okay, all right, fine. So for me, I would like to vent. And so I was on the phone this week with somebody, and they were mashing their face, I guess, up against the keypad. So throughout our entire phone call, it was dialing sounds throughout the entire phone call entire phone call. And she heard it and she was not concerned that this was happening on her end. 
So for audience, let me recreate this conversation so you get a flavor of what I'm talking about. So you be the woman. Okay. And you know this is happening. You know you're causing it, but you don't care. Okay. Hey, Leah. Hey, Nick, how are you? So are we still on for dinner tomorrow? Yep. Um, do you... Uh, is that your phone or my phone? Oh, it's my phone. I'm just pushing my cheek up against the tile buttons. Oh, should I should I call you back? On oh, another? don't worry about it. Um, okay. So, what time do you want to eat? Um, are you sure? Can I call you back? Oh, don't worry about it. Okay. So, I can still totally hear you. Oh, okay. Um, so what time is good for tomorrow? I have about seven. So <laughs> this what this whole conversation was probably a ten minute conversation. Oh no, ten minutes of this. Can you imagine? So I've never experienced this before. Also, I'm not even sure how this happens. I think on an iPhone, it's very difficult to do because I think the sensor turns off. So maybe they had an old fashioned phone, but if they did, then they were purposely pushing the dial pad. Was her cat pawing at it? What did she say when you were like, can I call you back? No, she was like, oh, I don't know why my phone's doing that. Oh no, it's fine. I, it's, I, she even said like, oh, I can hear you fine. <laughs> oh no. So um, that's my vent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, I think. I've never experienced this, yeah. Oh, wow. So I don't know what the lesson is for anybody else, but like if you have dialing sounds happening for 10 minutes. Just let somebody call you back. Or Try let's to text. text it. Let's text. Yeah, yeah. something's on my phone. Text me so you don't lose your mind. <laughs> have we learned i learned that according to emily post mm-hmm. there is no good nut <laughs> that is not what emily said <laughs> that's felt like what emily said <laughs> emily just said that at a formal luncheon or dinner there are no nuts I felt like emily was like if you want to eat nuts you animal you have to stay at home in the dark and eat them alone i mean that was her subtext <laughs> that was that's what it felt like and i learned that uh, you're not very good at small talk which i did not know so I think that was news to me. I may be terrific at it. I think you are. I'm wildly uncomfortable. Okay. Well, we're going to all get better at this. <laughs> I'm going to be positive and, and hope that it doesn't come off as badly as it feels on the inside. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. You would. I would. And what I want you to do is I want you to learn about our new Patreon, <gasps> which you can support our show which is like a really nice new thing you can do. If you like us and you want to make sure our show continues, (laughs) you can support us with cold hard cash. So uh, (laughs) visit our website, warriorraisedbywolves.com. Click membership. You can learn about it. And if you feel so inclined, we would be delighted to have you. So see you next time. Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for Cordials of Kindness. I love these cordials. And this is Leah's opportunity to make us say nice things. And I only give her 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Um, This really wonderful lady, her name is actually Sharon. She came up to me after a show this weekend and was so kind about just being excited and like hugged me, even though you're not supposed to hug people. She hugged me and it was a really wonderful hug. And then she immediately followed me online and like said nice things. Oh. And I don't know if people know how often people just come up and just say wildly weird things. or mean things. Um, that when somebody is just like a fan and then they say, it just feels so nice. And thank you so much, Sharon. You made my day. Oh. So for me, I want to thank our first Patreon members, which we just mentioned, because it is so gratifying that not only have we made this little show that people actually just like listening to, but that people liked it enough to actually want to support it with like a monthly, like here's a little monthly donation, which helps buy coffee for me. Um, You know, late at night, Sunday nights, I'm up editing this thing. 
Haven't missed a deadline on Monday yet. I think it's not just coffee. It, oh, it's uh, there's other expenses. It's like actual legitimate. <laughs> there's a, there's uh, maybe some other expenses like involved. There's a website. There's a website. There's hosting fees. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's other things. But uh, I really do appreciate that people like us enough that they actually want to you know support us. So that actually feels very nice, and I really do appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out, and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. Acorn TV. And Acorn TV offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond. So I'm just starting this week a show with Jane Seymour called Harry Wild. Yeah, it's so fun because it falls under the uh, person who is not an official police person or right. or like in, in the judicial department or anything like that is like, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to help you solve this crime, which is one of my favorite types of ladies. And yeah, so Jane Seymour, I guess, is a retired English professor and her son is a police detective and she just can't help but get involved in the cases he's working on. Yes, and they have a new season coming out this month, so it's the perfect time for you to jump in, Nick. And Jane Seymour is wonderful. Wonderful. So you out there, check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn TV has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.